0: Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin, Ravenclaw, the Black Luna, a real Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw.
1: (laughs) And I'm Biana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing Chapter 6 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Gilderoy Lockhart.
0: (laughs) We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts and feelings. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag wizardteam on Twitter and follow us at WeBlackAndNerds. Let us know your thoughts
1: and your feelings. (laughs) Um, Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? Um, We're working on a project called Hogwarts BSU. Um, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. If you would like to submit, you can check out the website for guidelines, um, blackgirlsnerdout.com.
0: Love our blog, love Wizard Team, have a few extra galleons lying around. We are now on Patreon. Please visit www.patreon.com forward slash blackgirlsnerdout and let share some galleons, some... Newts, some some whatever, I forgot the little other one sickles,
1: sickles.
0: <laughs> galleons, sickles, newts, whatever you have lying around, we will greatly appreciate it all of your patronage will go to just making sure that we keep this blog and this podcast up and running and help us out a little bit
1: um Oh, subscribe to our newsletter. <laughs> Every week we share nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, please subscribe. You can go to blackgirlsnerdout.com, dot com, um, and it's like on the side panel on the on the homepage.
0: Yeah, there you can no matter what page you're on, I think you can. Yeah, it's like subscribe. on there. And the newsletter usually comes out on Fridays, but it'll it'll come out this week, I promise. <laughs> um, just not on Friday. <laughs> or wait. It's a new week. Timey winey. Damn it. <laughs> I'll
1: <cut that> <laughs> um, so let's
0: dive in with what's happening in the Potter fandom right now.
1: Um, nope. We're not doing that. Remember? It's February. Black History oh, it's Month. February. Black Wizard so... History Month. We had a whole newsy whatever episode. It was a bonus. If you would like to um you can go back and listen. Yeah, was... You can stop now and go back and listen to us talk about Pottermore and stuff. It was episode 23 and one third. Um, where we have, we, like, we spend the whole episode. It's like an hour and 45 minutes where we talk about that stuff. Um, but because <clears throat> it is Black History Month, we're going to continue in our black. Um, we're going to talk about the black students of Hogwarts. Um, yeah.
0: So We are celebrating not only Black History Month in the Muggle world, but us witches and wizards on Wizard Team, we like to celebrate uh, some important wizards and black, wizarding black history. Money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so we're going to spend 20 minutes talking about one of the explicitly black um, characters in the books. Um, really just the students. We're doing like the four explicitly black students, Hogwarts students. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're going to talk about Blaise Zabini. Um, let me see if I can set a timer. Maybe I you should you do it. it, yeah.
0: Okay, so we are going to set a 20-minute timer, try to keep ourselves uh, under control. I am going to start now. Okay.
1: Awesome. Blaze the Beanie. Um, so we don't actually meet Blaze until um, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. As far as I know, I think that's it. Yeah, until yeah, half- yeah, Half-Blood Prince. Actually he might be me. mentioned. Like I think his last he name mentioned was mentioned. In-
0: in, yeah, he's um, mentioned during the sorting. Yeah. But we don't get to really know him. Actually, there is if you go on the Harry Potter wiki, um there's a lot of talk about how before Half-Blood Prince, there was a lot of fan fiction and things where his even his gender was um argued. So you can find a lot of early fan fiction with Blaze portrayed as being a woman because we don't know anything about right. him until Right. All we knew
1: was his name initially. Um until yes. Half-Blood Prince came out. Um so, he is, so yeah, so we don't see him until half Prince, but he's in the same grade as, like, Harry and Ron in them. Um, so, if I'm thinking about it, I don't, I feel like, okay, I think I know, so, you know how, like, there's, like, five, um, first-year Gryffindor boys, or, like, you know, and Harry's, mm-hmm. you know, they get older, so not just first-year, but for Slytherin, I believe it's this, I, I, it's, um... Draco, Crab, Goyle, I think Theodore Knott is in their thing, and then Blaze Zabini, and I feel like that's yeah. it, in terms of, like, the boys, and then there's, like, Pansy and so. Millicent, and, um, probably, like, three other Slytherin girls, I don't know.
0: Yeah, we don't get to know all of the Slytherin girls. I'm- I would- think that that's a good guess that Theodore is in their grade. Because I feel like he like um, shows
1: up more like later on and they're like always hanging around. He's like, yeah. their well
0: they talk about the fact that, um, so when we first really get to see Blaze, it's because uh Professor Slughorn invites him to the slug mm-hmm. club and that's when we really get to see his personality. Right. Which is um, like not as opposed great. to just his name. Yeah, which is not great. <laughs> but um the reason why Theodore not wasn't invited and Draco wasn't invited to be in the Slug Club is because Professor Slughorn is anti-Death Eater and their parents have been outed at this point as being right. Death Eaters. Exactly. Um, so, you can... It, I think it's a good guess that Theodore is in, their gra- is in their grade because also, why else would he be, you know, hanging around with them? But he could be a year older or a year younger. Uh, um, yeah, but I but, feel
1: like he's in this. I feel like they're in the same.
0: Whatever. Yeah, so... Um, um, but it kind of goes... It, it helps with our theory of... Five students per, per year per gender.
1: Yeah. Something like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so around 10 students per,
1: per year. house. Yeah, per house. Per year. Per year per house.
0: Per year. Yes. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so I kind of want to talk about, you talked about how when we get to learn about uh, Blaze's personality, it's not great. So if you, I just want to talk about the, I, I'm going to do a quick read of the wiki. So Blaze was one of the students who received an invitation from Professor Horace Lughorn to join him to lunch on the Hogwarts Express. Mm -hmm. He is seen as being on friendly terms with the fellow Slytherins, Draco Malfoy and Pansy Parkinson. Um, But he doesn't speak much and he seems quiet and doesn't join the discussion, however, he does give a little amused skepticism when Slughorn says that he thinks Harry Potter has powers beyond the ordinary.
1: Which, um, I mean, like, that particularly, that's valid, like, hmm, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's extra he just, special, and they've each,
1: they've been in, like They've been in the same school for six years now,
0: so yeah. Blaze is like, Harry's not... Special. Right, but um, you
1: do see later, like, he calls Jenny a blood traitor. Like, so he is, like... Yeah. And he's in... I mean, I don't want to be like, he's in Slytherin, so he's bad, because that's not true, but he's That's not why he's bad. Because he's so in Slytherin. You, go, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, but he is, he is, like... He he ascribes to the same, like, um, ideologies that people like the Malfoys and... um mm-hmm. And them, and However, the rest of them.
0: Yeah, so if you... Further reading of the wiki,
1: it says, Blaise
0: seemed to be a highly arrogant person who looked down on nearly everyone and everything. He rarely expressed his disdainful opinions in a confrontational manner. However, he was insulted most um he insulted most of his fellow slug slug club slug club members. He was prejudiced against muggles, muggle borns, and those who were accepting of him, which is when he called Jenny a blood traitor. Mm -hmm. Um, Pansy had teeth blazed that he found Ginny attractive, and he said, I would never touch a filthy blood traitor like her. So, ugh. Yeah. But he also doesn't hold high opinion of, fellow, of followers of Voldemort. So in the same conversation, he taunts Draco that his father had been outed as a Death Eater. Um, so he was arrogant and indifferent and dismissive, regardless of pure bladder or
1: not. Right. So um, this was just an he, asshole. Like, he's an equal yeah. opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is also But I also think that, like, not quite, only because it's not like he uses any slurs against Draco. So it's like, he doesn't really respect Draco totally. And I think that comes from the fact that his father, was, like, was outed as a Death Eater, rather than the fact that, which is more, like, about, his, it yeah. is kind of, it still says regardless of status, but I think that that's not true. I think that it's it's about it's about status, status, but it's about a specific type. So like, his he was probably cool. With, I mean, like he seems like a pretty he was kind of chill and like didn't hang out with them. But mm-hmm. he probably admired Draco more before his father was like put in the Azkaban. You know what I mean? It's like oh shoot, yeah. now you're getting arrested. Seems, now your dad's getting arrested. Nah, like yeah, you know what I mean, so he
0: seems to be more in uh interested in your societal status as in.
1: Like, respectability. This
0: fine... Respectability, exactly. This fine line between having the right pedigree, but also not being too far ideological that you alienate yourself. Mm-hmm. So he, he agrees with the ideology of pure-blood wizards, um, but not so much that he would... Esp- he's, he's kind of really, like, Lucius in this way, where he wouldn't espouse these beliefs in a way that would damage his reputation... In society as a whole,
1: right?
0: Um, but unlike Lucius, of course, he then he also d- would not go as far as to join a... a I was going to say white right wing, but that's not. I don't know a fascist group like the Death mm-hmm. Eaters. Um, so he's never going to go to an extreme. He wants to be. Um, his desire for respectability and status is such that he's very cognizant of that perfect balance between beliefs and how extreme when you know so he's kind of a moderate an assholey fascist moderate (laughs) right like um he's voting for ted cruz not donald trump right right which i mean you you can argue like
1: eh. yeah (laughs) yeah But, you know, it's, like, yeah. who's not the loudest, like, whatever, you know what I mean? Which is exactly. why I would think that, and, like, obviously we don't see his reaction to Draco before Half-Blood Prince, but I would assume that, like, they were, he didn't have, he, I mean, again, he's probably, like, indifferent and dismissive to everyone, so he's probably just, like, chilling, like, whatever, but yeah. I feel like it's... the, he wouldn't have, like, teased, even if he knew his father was a death eater he wouldn't have teased draco about it unless he got caught and he got caught and he's like yeah. hmm
0: and it's more the the teasing is um i can't remember off the top of my head i wish i could my book is too far away i could go run and get it but half blood prince but he says it says in the wiki he taunted draco on his father being outed as a death eater right not that his father was a death eater hola,
1: so hola. Pull up, pull oh, look up, at her with up. her
0: her books in quick reach. <laughs> Love it. Um, um, while you look for her, yeah. I'm going to, I want to, like, pivot to you, because I want you to also look for this. Draco, or Blaze's mother, I really wanted, like, I someone, <laughs> excuse, Ooh, bless me. You. excuse me, excuse <clears> me, <throat> someone's mom, or someone needs to write this fanfic about his mother, so his mother is supposed to be extremely beautiful, famously beautiful witch. Who, had been, who has been widowed seven times by the time we get to Half-Blood print. So that's 96. Um, each husband's death occurred both under suspicious circumstances and leaving Mrs. Zabini and Blaze richer than they already were. So, like, she's kind of got this black widow type of um, history. So it's unknown if Blaze's father was one of her late husbands or not, but every time she gets married, the husband meets an unfortunate and right. <laughs> um, mysterious end, and her bank account be blowing up I mean, bit. to
1: be honest, okay, real quick, so just, um, let's backtrack real quick, and then I want to say something about the mom. So, um, mm-hmm. um, it's in the chapter when he, like, kind of teases Draco, it's chapter seven of Halfwood Prince, The Slug Club, um, which obviously we're going to talk about at some point, um. In, well, like, 2018 or some shit. Um, <laughs> so, ch- 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 okay, so Draco says, well, I pity... So, like, Zemine, Blaze comes back from um, the Slug Club meeting, like, goes into the Slytherin, uh, what's it called? Car or whatever, train car. And so Draco's like, um, I pity Slughorn's t- taste. Maybe he's go- he's going a bit senile. Shame. My father always said he was a good wizard in his day. My father used to be a bit of a, fa- a favorite of his. Slughorn probably hasn't heard I'm on the train or I wouldn't bake on an invitation, said Zabini. He asked me about Knott's father when I first arrived. They used to be old friends, apparently. But when, he'd he-, when he heard he'd been caught at the ministry, he didn't look happy and Knott didn't get an invitation, did he? I don't think Slughorn's interested in Death Eaters. Um, and then like Malfoy looks angry, but tries to play it off because that's yeah. how he does. He was salty, though.
0: Yeah, and if you could go back to when they are meeting, that's when I think Blaze talks about his mother. Mm-hmm. And he talk he tells the story of his mom, I think. According to the wiki, because I can't my my memory's not on his memory. But um and she's got the book in front of her. But he tells the story of his mom, so I feel like he is also
1: Okay, here we go. Proud of that. Well, it's kind of it's a summarized thing, right? So oh, okay. um so slughorn is like going around to like, you know, talk to everybody. So um it was as Harry had suspected everyone here seemed to have been invited because they were connected to somebody well known or influential. Um Zabini who was whoops inter- sorry Zabini who was interrogated after McGwagon oh McGlogin <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, turned out to have a famously beautiful witch for a mother. From what Harry could make out, she had been married seven times, each of her husbands dying mysteriously and leaving her mounds of gold. So I don't know that he was probably, you know what I mean? Like, it's from what he can okay, make so out. This is it. So it's probably yeah. like, Slughorn knew that his mom was super famous or whatever. Um, she's famously beautiful, beautiful, so she's probably like a model or some shit. I don't know what they if they have that or like something similar. Um, yeah. and it was just, they're talking about, and he probably mentioned, like, the the seven, you know, being married seven times, or, like, oh, how's this person? And, like, oh, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. He, he dead. did. <laughs> so, like, I'm so he sorry died. to have heard about, like, this other stepfather you had, and he's like, oh, whatever, <laughs> yeah. We chilling. So, I wanted to say yeah. that, like, I low-key, like, while Blaze, and I'm sure his mom is also, like, kind of bigoted and stuff, but, like, I like, I, I respect her hustle. I do, too. To be honest. I mean, So, this is
0: one of the things about these kind of characters like this. It's, um... Like, obviously, I don't subscribe to, like, you know, killing husbands and collecting their gold. Like, that's not my life. You know, like, (laughs) you do... Like, I don't... I'm not here to cast aspersions on how you live your life. Right. I'm not trying to live my life that way, but... But also... I kind of respect your hustle. Yeah. I mean, I wish that there was, like, a better way to do it. Like, maybe if all of her husbands had ended up in, like, St. Mungo's, like, or, you know, like, I, that's not even that much better. I don't know, but... man.
1: I feel like she's, I feel like, I feel, when I, I think when I was reading this, like, the first time, and I don't even really watch, well, I watch some soap operas now, but I feel like I'm, oh, have you seen that tweet of, like, there's, like, the picture of, like, the, these um robes, and they're, like, super, like, hella they're just super ridiculous and they have like oh I need to find it but it's um it has like hella it's like fur collar and shit and like fur on the Mm -hmm. um sleeves and like and it's just like a flowing ass gown but it's a robe and somebody was like this is the robe I'm gonna I'm gonna wear when I when the um (laughs) what was it when the um like this is what I'm gonna wear when like the police come to my door and tell me that my husband has died of mysterious circumstances (laughs) no. <laughs> like, so that, so I just think of her as like I mean she's not in a soap opera because she's not an actress it doesn't say that but like I just imagine yeah. her to look like that at all times and to always she be kind like, of like I'm just kind of thinking the about like
0: so I don't watch Empire but she kind of gives me a cookie lion hmm. vibe of like I'm doing this for me and my babies and like
1: that's valid too I can see her dressing like cookie
0: yeah just like you know just um, like, super she's glamorous going, and stuff
1: Aw, thanks, Mom. You're welcome. Aw, thanks, Mom. <laughs> Wait, that's booze. No, <laughs> no it's not. It's maple syrup. <laughs> My mom bought me pancakes. <laughs> she- My mom made me pancakes. This is rude. Um, But yeah, no, so that's I just think that that's, like, hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so, like,
0: yeah, like, I agree. Like, I think that having um a mother like that, too, where... Obviously she's very vain or you kind of get that feeling like she's a famous like she's famous for being beautiful. Mm-hmm. And this kind of also goes back to the fact that there are only three thousand wizards. So, right, exactly. You yeah. know, like it's not that hard to be very famous and like um if she is just known for being beautiful, um, and then is also obviously places a lot of importance on money and status because of who she marries and who she continues to marry Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious what her mom did yeah right but this is another one of those um, examples of and Harry Potter is full of them of like children taking on the belief systems of their parents Mm -hmm. Um, and unfortunately we don't get to know much about Blaze before or after so we don't really get to see how he grows from that but from what we do see of him, um, especially in this one scene, he has taken on her belief system of, or he cares a lot about appearance, he cares a lot about status, and, and so it kind of feels like he gets that from his, he get it from his mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so too, I think, but, yeah, because clearly she has a value system of, like, status, and, and like, because that's what she's you, marrying for.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like for if you if, if you marry one rich guy, that's one thing. If you marry seven, right. Like that's what you care right. about, right? Which so. I think
1: is, I'm sorry for like a black woman to be doing that. That's valid. Shout out to you. Yeah. Like I'm, um, I'm and totally then, like down for it. But I do think that like, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's it's sketchy as fuck for sure. But I'm like, you know what? Do you?
0: <laughs> but yeah. I do think so, that that's
1: partly I mean I wonder because if, if he if she's marrying like all the like rich like wizards and shit maybe she nah she wouldn't because clearly Blaze has like blood status issues but so she's she's marrying all these like ah he probably owns uh-huh. they probably own a house elf Uh they probably mad. they probably own slaves okay
0: yeah it's so, anyway so it's like, but, given but, sorry surname, took, I <laughs>
1: was gonna finish my thought I oh. just keep having like random thoughts in the middle of it but <laughs> Part of that is that if, he, if they're marrying, like, rich families, a lot of those are really, like, old wizarding families, probably, and so that's where he's mm-hmm. getting all the, like... I mean, he's probably getting it from his mom, too, but... You know, that getting that, like, ideology and stuff from also his, like, stepfathers and, like, that world. He's, like, clearly in that world. Yeah, he's in that world. Yeah.
0: Um. So it also says, given his surname and skin color, because he is described as... Let me get back to you. physical appearance. He was tall, dark-skinned young man with high cheekbones and long, slanting eyes that sent a chill into the air.
1: Hashtag so, Bay.
0: <laughs> hashtag Bay. So, given his surname and skin color, it's likely that he is of, or at least partially, Italian and African descent, respectively. Right. So we don't know. Um, also, it's kind of weird because you don't know where. Zabini in the line of husbands or whatever comes from. Right, so exactly. it could possibly just be like the last husband or the one that adopted her him mm-hmm. or whatever. Or it could be his don't, dad,
1: but it could don't be know. his
0: dad, right? But we don't know. Um but it kind of goes on to that mixture of <laughs> I don't I don't wanna say like but yeah, it's like this mixture of multiple worlds, right? Where it's like He's like, he kind of gets this exotic exoticism, right? Because his mother is like famously beautiful and they're dark Mm -hmm. skinned, whatever, but um, has entry into these old places. And it also says in the behind-the-scenes on the wiki, um, which I I highly recommend everyone go read the wiki, because even whether or not this is true or not it's very interesting. It says, It's interesting to note that despite their prejudice against Muggleborns, the Slytherins do not seem to have any issues with accepting a wizard of a different skin color as long as he is pure blood. Mm. So um, that's because of Blaze's acceptance. But also, I wonder if... Blaze was of, like, the Weasley status money-wise, would he have the same thing?
1: Right, right like, would there be, So there's, like, like,
0: all of these different levels to Blaze's privilege or... to his entire, like, identity, really. Intersectionality. So he's... Yes. <laughs> Which we love to talk about here. <laughs> um, so we have, like, five seconds. Oh, but wait. Oh, man, I want oh, to, man, I to talk
1: about him in the movie. Okay. Oh, yes, well, let's Real go. quick, I just wanted to say that, like, um... It's interesting because he gets a little bit more time in the movie than he does in. the... Well, actually, no, it depends. He gets minutes. different time in the movie than he does in the books um, because yes. he he like um, what's it called? Takes over. He takes over for Crab, or actually, he kind of it, it's weird. So like um, he takes he over, over for Goyle, who takes over for Crab for Crab. Yeah. Um, so
0: the what happens to Goyle in the book happens to Zabini in the movies, and what happens to
1: Crab in the book Goyle happens to Goyle in the movies.
0: Yeah, happened to Crab in the book. So. Right. Um, because the actor who played Vincent Crab was he was fucking up. On, he was fucking up. Yeah, <laughs> and he had some community service to do mm-hmm. because he was fucking up. So,
1: um, but I just think it's interesting because like I feel like we get to see more of his character in the book, which is like always you see more of his character in the book than mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, he like shows up in well, I mean they do the Slug Club weird in Half Blood in the movie. They don't really, like... Yeah. Yeah, they don't... Whatever. We're, they really. I already have feelings about Order of the too, Phoenix. So. I'm gonna I'm let those... Let the half-blood parents ones slide for a little bit. We got some time. Um, but I do think it's, like... It's weird. Yeah, it's just weird. Because he just kind of sits in the corner, and you're supposed to, like, know that that's who he is. Because he's black, and he scowls, and he, like, sits with Draco. And that's about it. Whatever.
0: Yeah, he is one line in the movie... And he is in the Half Blood Prince and Deathly Hallows. So he's a, and he's also weirdly on the Quidditch team. Yeah, wow. Um, they just put everybody? He, they
1: put anybody on the Quidditch team.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. So I think it's because he's a noticeable character. Like you were saying, it's like we just are supposed to know who he is because he's black and he's he's attractive, mm-hmm. and so obviously he's it's Blaze. Um, I do think though, it's also kind of interesting to to think about. His portrayal in the, on the one hand, it's like they could have replaced Crab or with Not, True. you know, like Theodore Not or something. So I do think it's kind of cool that Blaze, in terms of the fandom, even though he isn't very um fleshed out in the books be- until Half Blood Prince, he in fa- in the world of fan fiction and fan art and stuff, he takes on this. Um, he he becomes a kind of a really cool character, and people will will use him in, in stories and things, even though we don't know much about right. him, uh, including gender for a long mm-hmm. time. But we know that he's dark skinned, and um, he's a Slytherin, and he's got a cool name, and he's supposed to be like Fine. attractive. I want to like if I'm not sure if we um. Have it, and if you could reach behind you and pull out Sorcerer Stone, um, if we just have his name in the sorting, or if we have,
1: his I think it's like something like, and Zabini Blaze was sorted into Slytherin, and that's and that was the end because and he's it? the you know he's a Z, he's a Z. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let me look real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> not Slytherin, not Slytherin. Yeah. So it says yeah. So, it's, uh, well done, Ron, excellent, said Percy Weasley pompously across Harry as the Beanie Blaze was made a Slytherin. So, like, not even his race, either.
0: Yeah. So, <clears throat> it could just be because he has a cool name. Like, you don't really know what, sometimes what fans connect to, um, in terms of characters. But I think that also but... it's not
1: necessarily connection, it's also, like, we only have X amount of names, that's true. So in fa- so you like you want to make it kind of close enough as possible. So it's like, yeah, I think that's also part of it. It's like you want to make it as close as possible. So let's take all the names we know, even if we only hear them like we see it one Once time or yeah. in passing
0: or yeah. Um, and I kind of get that too with because um, in the chapter which we we're going to need to start going to, uh, we get we get our first introduction, real introduction to Justin F- Filch Fletchy,
1: uh-huh.
0: um, though we've heard his name before but this is when we start to get a little bit of his personality. Mm-hmm. So, um that is true. So I just but I do think it's nice that or it's interesting that of everyone that like if it's because they had already cast him in Half-Blood Prince before Crab was fucking up um <laughs> and so it was just easier or but it's, I think it's something to think about with why he got slotted in that spot. Well, I mean, as yeah, I mean there's else. more
1: time in between on necessarily, because they split up um, I don't even, is he in part one of Deathly Hall? I don't think so, because so I think it's, it's probably really like, not very much yeah, in the I they probably, like, called him back, school. like, hey, by the way, we need you to do other things instead of just sitting in the background. He was probably gonna be there anyway. Yeah. You know, and we probably would have, maybe, may or may have not, may, or may have not seen him, but I don't know why he's on Quidditch. They, quit, man, do we need to have a, I'm gonna wait, again, I'm gonna wait till... I'll wait we'll to order the Phoenix to go on my Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So okay, that's
0: all the time we have. We did twenty-five minutes. Oh. Um Whoops. So sorry, I know I'm to... not doing
1: pancakes and stuff, but no eating during recording. It's too late. I'm almost done. They're very good. Okay. I was hungry. I haven't eaten all day.
0: Neither have I, but still, and you know how I feel about pancakes. Okay. So you could
1: have came that... here. You decided not to come here.
0: That wasn't my doing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, neither here nor there. <laughs> So, um, that was our talk about Blaise Beanie for Wizarding Black History Month. Yep. Who are we speaking talking about next um, week? Angelina. Angelina! Yay.
1: Next week we're going to do Angelina Johnson. Whoop! And then,
0: um, we, we are all going to get in formation. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag
1: formation, <laughs> formation when we talk formation. about Angelina. Angelina.
0: Um, and then maybe we'll go to Red Lobster afterwards. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so let's get into chapter six. Gilderoy, Lockhart. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Hold on. I got one more pancake bite.
0: I'm going to do a little (laughs) bit of talking. You can get in here when you're ready. I'm almost ready. Um, So the next day, Harry barely grinned. Things start to go downhill from breakfast in the Great Hall. And this is after they got... uh, They were not... Expelled, thank God, but they were given detention. And then when they went back to the great or to the common room, they were greeted as like heroes, heroes, basically. Um, so they had like they went to sleep with a mixture with like mixed feelings of that was cool. And people really like, you know, we got a lot of sh- praise from our fellow students, and also like, whoo, we dodged a bullet, and that wasn't probably the smartest thing to do. Right. So at breakfast, Harry and Ron sat down next to Hermione, who had her copies of Voyages with Vampires propped open against a milk jug. There was a slight stiffness in the way that she said morning, which told Harry she was still disapproving of the way they arrived. Neville, on the other hand, greeted them cheerfully. Males do any minute, Neville said. I think Gran's sending me a few things I forgot. So the mail comes, all the... I'll start streaming in dropping off letters and packages to a chattering crowd when a big lumpy a big lumpy package bounced off Neville's head and a second later something large and gray fell into Hermione's jug spraying them all with milk and feathers I feel like
1: I should make Errol my real MVP because I like didn't have really have one
0: yeah like they he tries so hard he does he's just putting in the hard work and you know he need a vacation hashtag get Errol a vacation real talk um So, Ron pulls Errol out of the milk. When Hermione's like, "It's all right, he's still alive." And oh yeah, because Ron gasps. Ron gasps, and he's like, "It's not. He don't care if Errol's alive. He sees this red envelope."
1: I feel like they know that Errol is like really resilient, so I feel like they like don't worry about him at all. He like falls. Of course, he's still alive. Yeah, he like falls, and they're like, (laughs) "Uh." That is literally... Um, They're like, you'll be alright, walk it off. Yeah, quick quick
0: tangent, but I am very clumsy, and I was, like, super clumsy when I was growing up. I've gotten a lot better now. But at this point, when I'm at home, and it's, like, me and my, and my family, if I fall, or they hear me go, like, ah, or something like that, like, yeah. there is such a delay now in... You're right, and it's not even—it's not even like, <laughs> "Oh, are you okay or anything?" It's like literally my mom. It's like, "You're right, right?" Just like letting you know that you're good. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Yeah, we're well, not doing this anymore. I feel like when I was younger, and maybe that's just like a thing in general because I was—I was younger. They were like, "Oh God, are you okay? Put some ice on it right. or whatever." And now it's just like, "You good? you Yeah, <laughs> right. shake it off. Right, <laughs> like, that's hell so funny. another day." Um, and i feel like, "That's <laughs> what they do to Errol. They're just "Yeah, yeah, yeah.'" He got it. He got it
1: right. And like Harry and Hermione, you're looking at him like, dude, y'all need a new owl. <laughs> like I don't know how to say this. I know y'all are poor, but man, this bro gotta like, he needs a vacation. Yeah, he
0: needs to just like chill in the hour. I'm surprised he isn't fed up time. like
1: like Trevor.
0: <laughs> Seriously, and,
1: and Trevor hasn't even gotten that much shit. But like Errol, yeah, man, he's sticking um, with him. So
0: Neville tells or Harry's like, "What's the matter?" And Ron says. She sent me a howler. And I like how he knows it's Molly. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not Arthur. It's It's Like, Arthur. Arthur's pissed, but it's not Arthur. Only Arthur's Molly would be, would be able to, like, have the, be so pissed that she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this all into this letter. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: I kind of want to
0: see, too, I'm actually gonna try to look this up. If howlers are something that you set out to make, or if while writing it you were so angry that oh, it just like yeah. transforms, it's like actually a letter won't do exactly. Mm-mm-mm. You're gonna we're gonna need to turn this into something <laughs> like, more.
1: They're like, and mm, I you, would, you done punctured the, the parchment too many times. Like yeah, I can tell exactly. you wanna,
0: yeah. So, it, it's a magical letter in a red envelope, which enchants the written message into the writer's voice, usually at a very high volume. Like, I'm
1: curious if, like, on the other, on the front side of that, if, like, Molly is just yelling at this piece of paper and Arthur's just, like, cowering in the corner, like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, but and, also... And
1: also...
0: Yeah. Yeah. As, and as you know, we're accepting submissions to the Hogwarts BSU, and I would love to see a Black Mama Tower, if anyone... Comes up with something like that because you know it would have been like ronald bilious weasley let me tell you something oh you think you're grown oh oh so you think you're grown
1: let me tell you what you're not gonna do what like, you're not
0: gonna do bro. and i wonder if the howler starts to tilt from side to side like a head god <laughs> like, so it says um that the physical temperature of the howler begins to rapidly increase upon delivery and it will explode if left unopened too long This mechanism ensures that the recipient will open the howler, even though he or she knows that it contains an unpleasantly loud message. Once it's been received, the envelope bursts into flames, leaving only ashes. So that's where Neville comes in with a, you better open it, Ron. It'll be worse if you don't. My grand sent me one once and I ignored it. It was horrible. So, like, (laughs) Neville's just looking out for his homie, like, look, bruh. You gonna you gonna take it
1: You might as well take it now. <laughs> you might as well just receive it and <laughs> just, yeah, deal with it. Um, so what's it called? But Ron's whole attention was fixed on the letter, which had begun to smoke at the corners. Um, open it, Neville urged It'll be open. It, it'll be over in a few minutes. Um, Ron stretched out a shaking hand, eased the envelope from Errol's beak, and slid it open. Oh, what if it exploded in Errol's beak? That would suck. So um, <laughs> Neville stuffed And it just that Yeah Neville stuffed his fingers in his ears A split second later Harry knew why He thought for a moment it had exploded A roar of sound filled the huge hall Shaking dust from the ceiling It can't help that like they're in the great hall So it's really like echoey and shit So yeah. it's like even worse Than if it was like in a regular room That's Yeah I, like. I also
0: love um, I'm about gonna, I'm gonna to read it But I love that when he opens it it doesn't even, it starts mid sentence. Like, just ain't, like, Molly mm-hmm. is like, like, the thing has been going off in the envelope already. Right. Like, <laughs> she, she just could not wait. Well, I think also so it's she's just like, the fact
1: that it, when it goes out, it's just like, all you can hear is noise at first. So it's like, I can't yeah, even hear what's being you can't, said. Your ears have to adjust. Yeah, to that decibel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: stealing the car i wouldn't have been surprised if they'd expelled you you wait till i get hold of you i don't suppose you stopped to think what your father and i went through when we saw it was gone miss weasley's yells a hundred times louder than usual made the plates and spoons rattle on the table and echoed deafeningly off the stone walls people throughout the hall swiveling around to see who had received the howler and ron sank solo in his chair only his crimson forehead could be seen Letter from Dumbledore last night. I thought your father would die of shame. We didn't bring you up to behave like this. You and Harry could have both died. Harry had been wondering when his name was going to crop up. He tried very hard to look as though he couldn't hear the voice that was making his eardrums throb. (laughs) Absolutely disgusted. Your father's facing an inquiry at work. It's entirely your fault. And if you put another toe out of line, we'll bring you straight back home. You know, she said "ass" in there somewhere. It's been edited, <laughs> right? Because this is still a children's she was, book. Yeah, she was. Deaf, she there said, was some cuss words. what she in there. actually said was, "We'll bring your ass straight back home." Mm-hmm. Um, and then a ringing silence fell. The red envelope had dropped from Ron's hand, burst into flames, and curled into ashes.
1: I mean, I think, so. man, that's intense. And I think that it's what's really interesting are a couple things. Like one, the whole like the characterization of. I mean, I feel like in these movies they tend to like caricaturize a lot of these um if is a word um y'all know what i mean (laughs) if it isn't um a lot of the characters so with like with molly it's a lot of her being really shrill to being really nice right away so like the moment Mm -hmm. in when they when she yells at um ron and the twins for flying the car earlier and in the in the book like um, she does go to Harry, and she's like super nice. But in the but in the movie, in the movie, she's like even more so. She's like, I don't blame Harry. I don't blame you, Harry dear. And then goes back to yelling and is like, but of course, do you are you hungry? And then the same thing in the in the um in the movie at, in this scene where then she looks to Ginny like, oh and Ginny dear, oh, Jenny thanks for you know what I mean. Congratulations on being sorted into Gryffindor. Like I'm glad that that didn't happen in the book because I feel like that's that's doing a lot. And yeah. she doesn't, and Jenny doesn't need a howler for it. Like, that's, <laughs> that's a yeah. lot. Um, for sure. But I yeah. To, I feel like I had something else to say, but you can go first because I can't remember it.
0: Okay, I was just going to add that. I think the characterization of Molly as, like, being the disciplinarian and, um... Being the one that has to, like, or I don't know if she has to be the one, but she is kind of the one who disciplines the kids and, like, makes sure that they understand, like, the seriousness of what they've done, I think is shown really well with this howler, but it also is kind of, it, it kind of upsets me that she's like, your father is facing an inquiry at work and it's all your fault. And I understand that she's upset, but it's like, it's actually not because the car shouldn't exist in the first that's place. That's true, yeah. Like, yeah, no one would know about it if not for Ron being so dumb, mm-hmm. but, like, there's this kind of... characterization of her as being very... naggy in a way that is, I don't think, fair
1: um, to, I mean, to Molly. Well, no, but I think that she is. I think that's a part of her character, is that well, like yeah, she while is, she's usually but... right, she still she's she nags and not all and I don't think that that's like all of the mothers in the book. Um, well, she's really the but one. She's mother like the mi- but I, yeah, but she's the main mother. So it's like it's it's funny because it's like it could be it's potentially problematic, but at the same time, I'm like wondering if that's just her characterization. It's like a weird thing. Like she's yeah. like the naggy mom, but then she is the disciplinarian and she is really sweet. It was like a lot of things happening. So I'm not totally sure if it's, but I know I like, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. That's an interesting thing to think about. I think about. it just
0: kind of goes along to like, I'm just thinking about like further on in the story where that kind of tendency becomes an issue with, with the twins oh, especially. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I feel like this kind of, is the first time we see the I think earlier when they steal the car to to rescue Harry, like, you can tell that they're scared of her and that she's a disciplinarian. But you also like they have kind of the moral high ground mm-hmm. in that moment, like and she knows it. She even like she and she gives them that, that break of like and we were gonna do something about right. it soon. So like we had already been talking about mm-hmm. it. How'd you let us like how you let grown folks be Be folks. whereas
1: like this they're just being totally ridiculous yeah oh what i was gonna oh go ahead yeah oh I, i sorry i just remembered like the other part of it in this is harry and like the relationship between her and harry so like she brings harry into it but she doesn't like address the letter to ron and harry and i think a part of that is because it's like i feel like if this had happened maybe like three years from now She'd have been, like, Harry Harry motherfucking Potter, bro. Like, (laughs) you you done sat at my table, like, all this stuff. But because it's, like, I don't really know the kid that well. Like, you know what I mean? It's, like, one of those things where you, like, want to yell at both of them, but you can't because that's not your kid. So you can't really, like, discipline them in the way that you want. I mean, like, Harry still feels like he's been punished. Yeah. Um, Like, later it says that he, his insides were burning with guilt. Um, You know, after all Mr. and Mrs. Weasley had done for him over the summer, like, it's like, so he gets the, he gets part of it, but it's not directly addressed to him because he's not like their kid. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's something, it
0: also, it goes to show like, it's another one of those like how great kind of Harry is or how <clears throat> in tune and emotionally intelligent he is that he kind of knows, like, he gets the same lesson even by proxy of mm-hmm. Ron. Uh, but, and I agree with you, like, had it been, like, maybe the next year, she would have been like, you gonna get this... Right. You go know, gonna take this l too?" <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do... I do think... It, it's kind of a strange... It, it's also one of... I think it's also one of these scenes where I, I have a hard time separating the movie from the book, because I, whenever I read this now, I see that scene, and I see Ron's face, mm-hmm. and I see it kind of played up for laughs. And... It's much more serious um, in this moment. It's much more serious. And then, I mean, we even get to, like, Hermione closes her book and looks, at the top, looks down at the top of Ron's head, and she goes, well, I don't know what you expected, Ron, but... And Ron goes, don't tell me I deserved it, snapped Ron. And it's like... I think you can read that two ways. Either Ron thinks that he didn't deserve that kind of public accumulation. Or or he did and he doesn't. Don't tell me I deserve it because I already know I deserve it and I don't need you to pile on, Mm -hmm. you know. So it kind of goes both ways. Um so yeah, I just I have a lot of feelings about it. I think it's a great scene though, and I think it's a great illustration too of that that's fear that comes from parenting and I just recently like felt these things like with Ami even and she's not my kid but like when she's like not paying attention she gets really silly Mm -hmm. and she starts running and you like are like stop because you like know that she's getting dangerously close to the street or she's not like she's just not paying attention she's Mm -hmm. getting too far away and you have this like
1: anger at her that is actually terror right I know because one of the lines is you and Harry could both have died Died. and it's like yeah. so in addition to her being like pissed off at them she's also like i was worried about you guys like you just yeah. left without saying anything, saying anything stole the car like trust. i'm sitting here like i have duty of care of harry in this moment because we've been taking care of him the, mm-hmm. for the past month like all these things so it's like in addition to being like pissed off and like arthur is having is in trouble at work and all that stuff and now all of a sudden like in addition to being like shit where's my kid
0: yeah, and so this is, a. Fir- I think also it's, like, it's the first time that she gets, she gets the letter, so she, she gets that rush of, like, oh, thank God, mm-hmm. they're okay, they're at, they're safe, they're at Hogwarts, and as soon as that kind of wave of, like, terror subsides, what you're left with is anger <laughs> at the person that left you so, like, exactly terrified. you <laughs> know what I mean, like, it didn't need to be this exactly. way, though, like, I literally had that moment after lunch with Ami when we were like racing or whatever, mm-hmm. and she thought she was gonna get slick, and she like looked at your mom like, "Are you not gonna help me?" And <laughs> like, big ups to my auntie that was like, "Oh, you gonna take that? Right? <laughs> like, you the... gonna get that lecture exactly. <laughs> you did it." But um, yeah. So I I don't know. It, it feels I it, I guess it's also one of these things about having the closer reading as you get older, where you feel a little bit more <laughs> like. No, nah, they were really fucking up. Like <laughs> Yeah. Like, like the first time you're like, Oh, I understand that like It's fun. embarrassment of getting yelled at right. in, in public. And, and now you're like, no, you whatever. better take this lecture. You better
1: take that. Yeah, out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you need to do.
0: Um <laughs> That's what you
1: But yeah, so um Harry, Ron and Hermione leave the castle after they get their like schedules, their class schedules. Um they leave the castle to go to the um greenhouses where they're gonna do herbology um at least double herbology double herbology which is kind of cool with the hufflepuffs yeah that's like not that's like i think wasn't the last the last book or like a couple times they have like double potions with the slytherins or something i'm like why do you do them like that that's disrespectful um yeah double herbology with the hufflepuffs is like that's chill um, yeah. At least the Howler had done one good thing. Hermione seemed to think that they had now been punished enough and was being perfectly friendly again. I love Hermione. She's like, I'm going to punish y'all if nobody else is. Like- yeah, I kind of
0: like get that, but it's also like, it makes me a little bit like, Hermione, that's not your place like i get it though but i think it's more her like her
1: being worried that they don't understand the con like how the consequences consequences of of the yeah Yeah. and how serious it was because you saw them at the at the end of the last chapter where everybody's cheering for them and they're like oh yeah that was actually that was brilliant and she's sitting there like no bro like you really like what you've done is serious and i think that she needed to wait for them to understand that what they did exactly like really understand that what they did was a problem before she could be like, all right, we can move on to the next thing. Um, Which, I mean, like, (laughs) again, she nags and she sometimes, she takes things, I mean, we'll see in uh, *Prison of Man, where she takes things, like, way too far, where it's like, Mm -hmm. your your heart's in the right place, but, like, you're doing too much. And so that, that she's like that all the time. Um, Yeah. So it's not to say that, like, what she's doing is totally right, but that's just, like, her thought process behind it. Yeah,
0: and I understand what she's trying to do. It's one of those things where it's like, your intentions get lost in your execution mm-hmm. because what then happens is like in Prisoner of Azkaban and stuff. It's it tur- it backfires on her and they're like, "You're always trying to teach us shit, but you're not in like you need to be our friend. Yeah. Like you need to explain. You need to like, and then either be like, I okay, agree to disagree because I can't force you to do the right thing, right? Or like. And so it's not be on our side. I'm not saying she needs to be on their side. I'm just saying, like, she doesn't have any authority right? Exactly. To, like... So then it just becomes annoying, and then they start to tune her out. Mm-hmm. Or, on the flip side, is what we see in Prisoner of Azkaban, they actively, like, reject what she does because her intentions are lost in her execution. Right. Totally. So they get near the greenhouse and they see wait for professor sprout who um they see striding into view across the lawn accompanied by Gilroy lockhart professor sprout's arms were full of bandages and with another twinge of guilt harry spotted the whomping willow in the distance several of its branches now in slings professor sprout was a squat little witch who wore a patched hat um Gilderoy Lockhart, however, was immaculate in sweeping robes of turquoise. So, we kind of get to see this juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. Like, it says that, like, her large amounts of earth on her clothes and fingernails would have made up between your faint. And then, like, next to this, like, very earthly... I mean, she's a gardener. Right. She's a... Farmer. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, the, like... Because Ac- she is also an academic, the academic part of, like, agriculturalist, I guess. Right, called, or, like, or a like magic, um... magi- or not a magic zoologist, but a herbologist.
1: Yeah, she's a herbologist.
0: Um Botanist, basically. Bot- Thank yeah. you. That's the word. Um, but her, her profession entails a lot of, like, using your hands mm-hmm. and, like, being, like, um like, manual work. And then juxtaposed next to Gilderoy Lockhart, who is all about, like, his smile, his um, golden hair shining under a perfectly positioned turquoise hat.
1: With um, gold trimming, so he's, so he's like, matching trimming. his clothes to his hair and shit. Like, he's yeah. doing the most. He's, he's um, doing the most. Yeah, and then immediately he goes, oh, hello there. Um, just been showing Professor Sprout the, white, the right way to doctor a Whomping Willow, but I don't want you running away with the idea that I'm better at herbology than she is. I just happen to have met several of these exotic plants on my travels. Um, one, this is the first of a couple times where I wrote go away after he said something. Um, yes. two, right after that juxtaposition of, like, her really clearly being, like, deep in the work and, like, you know, clearly has practical knowledge yeah. and, like just got done doctoring the Wamping Willow. That shit has to be hard as <laughs> fuck. And then he's sitting there on the side like, oh yeah, that's the right way to do it. Just like saying shit for no reason. Like, why are yeah. you there? There's not no reason helpful. for you to be there. Not being helpful. Totally and not also, getting she, dirty. No if he had you. really been helping her, he would also be like, full of dirt and like, helping her carry stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like, yeah. I
0: actually wrote like, later in a couple of pages, but I, it, it works anyway. I think I just wrote it because that was like, a continuation of Gilderoy Lockhart. That he is the reason like reaction gifs are made. Yeah, that's literally like I've said. Like every that's time he, like, mouth, I'm I'm like, every time he says Nick something, Young I've written some yeah, like,
1: yeah, like where is my Nick Young questioning? Yeah, I literally gift. have one there. I literally <laughs> have like the three question marks next to one the part, three question marks. and I'm in my head. That's the gif or like the, the meme. Yeah, um, the meme that like Bayana
0: loves, and I've like we really the two guys like looking like
1: yeah, just like I can't even I can't even like show you guys show you but you know what I'm saying but the two bros who are just like fed up with life just like what is your life why and (laughs) then also there's next to another one I put how like just Kanye how and we'll get to this but like I wrote (laughs) go away
0: hella times after like I have three question marks all the time yeah I'm just like dude what is your
1: problem like I need
0: to just put like hashtag Kanye shrug like every time he walks away when you're just like it is what it is I guess like just, he is a GIF machine. He's, like, just, literally all the-
1: He's just- He's basically the embodiment of all the, like, dumbass trolls that we get. And we don't even get that many, but they're all lame. <laughs> so, the one I got, the what one I got The one I got, Sunday morning. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. That made me so angry. I, like- I was rolling. I was like, you only really have another account for why.
0: I invited a cold, and I was like, A, I used a Michael Jackson- gif because the new york metro was fucking up like this guy doesn't follow me i don't follow him i have never like i don't know where he came from but when you use a reaction gif like it's the like why are you commenting on my reaction and not like Or no, not even on the reaction on the
1: person giving the reaction and not the actual yeah. like like not like i don't It was just... Whatever. We're going to get back to Harry Potter. It was a lot.
0: We don't have time. Right. I don't want to sully your good working brain cells with that idiocy. (laughs) Um, Anyway. um,
1: So, So uh, Greenhouse
0: 3 today, chap, said Professor Spout, who's looking distinctly disgruntled and not at all her usual cheerful self. Exactly. Which we will see often... When Why? professors have to interact with
1: Lockhart, mm-hmm. so they um, follow Professor Sprout to the um, greenhouse. Um, Harry was about to follow Ron and Hermione inside when Lockhart's hand shot out. Harry, I've been wanting a word. You don't mind if he's a couple minutes late, do you, Professor Sprout? Like, uh, go away. Um, <laughs> judging by Professor Sprout's scowl, she did mind, but Lockhart said, "That's the ticket," and closed the greenhouse door in her face. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna change my MVP right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> um (laughs) there's so much that happens in this like chapter that yeah I wasn't sure when I finished but now I know um Harry said Lockhart Harry 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 um Harry says nothing when I heard well of course it was all my fault could have kicked myself and I'm sitting here like that was when I used my how my Kanye how meme yeah (laughs) and I'm
0: I'm sitting here like what are you talking about like me and Harry Harry are both like what are you even
1: what Right. What are you talking about? And he's like, don't know when I've been more shocked. Flying a car to Hogwarts. Well, of course. I knew at once why you'd done it. Stood out a mile. Harry, Harry, Harry. Um, Gave you a taste for publicity, didn't I? Gave you the bug. You got onto the front page of the paper with me, and you couldn't wait to do it again. It's just like...
0: It's like, no one's brain but yours works that way. Yeah.
1: He, and Harry's no like, oh no, Professor, see... Harry, Harry, Harry... Please stop saying his name, bro. You're killing me. (laughs) Um, I understand... Natural to but want a don't. bit right natural to want a bit more once you've had the first taste, and I blame myself for giving you that because it was bound to go to your head, but see here, young man, you can't start flying cars to try and get yourself noticed. Just calm down all right, plenty of time for that when you're older, yes, yes, I know what you're thinking it's all right for him, but he's internationally he's an internationally famous wizard already, but when I was twelve, I was even j ju- I was just as much of a nobody as you are now, in fact, i'd say I was even more of a nobody. I mean, a few people have heard of you, haven't they? All that business with Hugh must not be named. All of that. Literally, that, oh, that was my Nick Young, that was the question marks. <laughs> that was when I was just like, dude, he's...
0: You he's a nobody? Business.
1: He's Harry Potter. You may, you, may have, you may
0: or may not have heard of the business about him killing your parents. I mean... I heard about it, but I don't know if everybody knows about it. Right, only a few people have heard it know.
1: I'm like, literally, Harry is, like, ten times more famous than Gilderoy Lockhart. That's why it's so, like, ridiculous. That's what you think. That's That's what you think. That's why it's so ridiculous, is Harry is way more famous. But apparently... Because Gilderoy
0: Lockhart was magical, his best smile.
1: Right, oh yeah. Like, three times. Three times. He's third class Order of Merlin. Oh my goodness. It's just like, bro, you're just the freaking, like, not only is he, that's why it's so irritating that he's also a fraud, because <laughs> he could still be this horrible and still have done all the things that he did, but it's like, he's super, like, he's super conceited. He's like, super, yeah. um, like, You're making pushy. me bring up all of these things that I have in my notes later on. Sorry, I'm just, I'm, like, sure, yeah, but, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just like, he's so, like, cocky. And all of, and he's, like, so pushy and, like, all these things, but then is also not good at what he does. Like, how are you all of these things and then also are incompetent? Right? You have to at so least be competent I, if you're gonna be like this. If you're gonna be like So this.
0: that is what I, like, so I wrote this later on, um, after when we get to his class, but it's, like, he reminds me a lot of those, of the, like, professional athletes that had later got caught cheating, like, with, um... Performance enhancing drugs Mm and PEDs and all that stuff where it's like they were so over the top with their defense of themselves like Lance Armstrong literally got people fired was like giving out lawsuits and doing all this stuff knowing full well that he cheated right and it's like your ego is so big that you forgot
1: that you're not actually good at what you're doing exactly How? you forgot that this is all a big fraud it's so crazy like, calm down I mean even this so this is even worse so again so he says I mean a few people have heard of you haven't they all that business with you must not be named I know I know it's not quite as good as winning Witch Weekly's most charming smile award five times in a row as I have but it's a start Harry it's a start I want to punch him in his face <laughs> like we were just talking start. about we were just talking about like the whole, like, bringing up his, um, like, when you said that bringing up his, um, like, what happened to Harry is, like, triggering trauma and stuff. And so it's, like, mm-hmm. not only is he bringing that up, which is, like, okay, people bring but it up. But he's it. also belittling he... it. Not, like, you're belittling <laughs> the fact that his parents were murdered by a dark wizard and that he happened to not have been killed as well. Like, are not you, that big of a deal. Are you kidding it's me? It's not as- it's not it's as not big not of a deal. Impressive. Your parents being murdered is not as big of a deal as me winning my best smile. smile in Witch Weekly. Ugh. I hate him. He's a word. It's the worst. a start. It's a start, though.
0: Maybe, maybe if your best friends die next, maybe if, you know, Voldemort comes after our Hedwig and. H- oh, damn it, Robin. I did it to myself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> huh. Okay, um, so he gave Harry a hearty wink and strode off. Harry stood stunned for a few seconds. Then, remembering he was supposed to be in the greenhouse, he opened the door and slid inside. Um, so he goes to class, and Professor, Smout, Professor Sprout says, we'll be repotting mandrakes today. Now, who can tell me the properties of the mandrake? To nobody's surprise, Hermione's hand was first into the air. Yay, Hermione. Um, aw, Hufflepuffs and Hermione look at look at me um <laughs> mandrake yes. or mandragora is a powerful restorative said hermione sounding as usual as though she had swallowed the textbook it is used to return people who have been transfigured or cursed to their original state man isn't it lucky that they always learn stuff that's like useful for later on in the book i shout literally was
0: like <laughs> shout out to pot i was like mm, isn't this useful right <laughs> what a co what a exactly um, um, but then I was also c- trying to think, like, they probably, like, they are just in a second year, so, like, yeah, it's useful, but, you know, maybe every second year class goes through the repotting of mandrake.
1: No, I'm sure they do. Following. I'm just saying for, like, obviously, I'm not, yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm just saying, no, like, know, for I'm the purpose like, of I these books. I am
0: trying to, like, anti, or trying to, like, hold back my own cynic,
1: cynicism, right. you know, like, because I'm just like, mm, like,
0: well, exactly. that convenient. <laughs> well, I
1: mean, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, part of it is... Again, it's the children's books, and, like, later on, like, even here, they start, we start seeing, like, seeds of stuff that come up in later yeah. books, which feels more, like, clever than the ones that just come up, like, in a couple chapters. So, yeah. Like, yeah. It seems less convenient, um, when it comes up in the same book, as opposed to when it comes up, like, three books along the line. Um, yeah. So, excellent. Ten points to Gryffindor. The Mandrake The forms... point system, though, can we just make us take uh-huh. a second? Mm-hmm. So... She gets 10 points
0: because she knew this. She actually ends up getting 20 points in this piece, in this yeah. section. Um, Neville got five for standing up to his friends. But that no, was he a... got...
1: No, he didn't get five. He got yeah. 10. All right. Because it was 50, 50, 60, and 10. And then how many did they get for defeating the Mountain Troll? Five. And then they got and fifty got taken away from for being outside out you know what I mean before um after dark like it the point system makes no sense I feel like it gets a little if you if you ignore the Sorcerer's Stone it gets a little bit more consistent Um, I guess. Because in the Sorcerer's Stone they range from giving one point to like fifty points. Or taking away you know what I mean, giving or taking away yeah. one to fifty points. Whereas like for the rest of the books it's kind of for the most part. It's in the five, five to, ten, to range. ten range is like the is the um like average and then sometimes twenty, sometimes fifty. I think at the end of this they get like a hundred or some shit, but they deserve that. Um
0: Yeah. yeah so it's just
1: like yeah, exactly. Um and defeated Voldemort again. And um outed uh what's his name? Lockhart. Yes. Um but anyway, yeah, so I think it, it it gets a little bit more consistent but with when you bring sorcerer's stone in it then it's just like what? <laughs> How yeah. um yeah, so the mandrake forms an essential part to, of most antidotes. It is also however dangerous. Who can tell me why? Hermione's hand narrowly missed Harry's glasses as it shot up again. The cry of the mandrake is fatal to anyone who hears it, she said promptly. Precisely. Take another ten points. Now, the mandrakes we have here are still very young. Um, She points to the deep trays as she spoke. Um, So, basically, you just see little plants, purplish-green in color, um, growing in rows. They looked quite unremarkable to Harry, who didn't have the slightest idea what Hermione meant by the cry of the mandrake. Um, So, everybody puts on earmuffs. Professor um, Sprout says, "When I tell you to put them on, make sure your ears are completely covered. When it become when it is safe to remove them, I will give you the thumbs up." Right, earmuffs on. I also want to point out that, like,
0: Harry spends I don't know because Harry spends about a month post Diagon Alley trip mm-hmm. at the borough. No one's locking up his books, or like, so you just didn't. Maybe he didn't care so much about Herbology, so he's reading other stuff, but, like, you just didn't read or, or Asa later Transfiguration. He was just chilling.
1: I mean, again, I feel like they probably all were. You know what I mean? It's Hermione. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, true, but... They probably... I mean, maybe they sh- they probably should have read something, that, you know, they don't do their, <laughs> their work. Um, so Harry let out a gasp of surprise... That no one could hear. Um, instead of roots, a small, muddy, and extremely ugly baby popped out of the earth. The leaves were growing right out of his head. He had a pale, he had pale green, mottled skin and was clearly bawling at the top of his lungs. Professor Sprout took a large plant pot from under the table and plunged the mandrake in it, burying him in dark, damp compost until the tufted leaves were visible. Professor Sprout dusted off her hands, gave them all the thumbs up, and removed her own earmuffs. Um, I'm really curious about what they look like. Like at the, do they look like grown men at the end? I know. That would be so I wanna weird. see that. <laughs> <laughs> you, like pull them out and they're just like these like six foot like dudes yeah. crying and shit. That's actually really hilarious. Um also, can we take a moment to appreciate the fact that Neville doesn't faint because he's Right ad- he's adept at herbology? Like he knows what he's doing and putting yeah. on some earmuffs is really simple.
0: Simple. Simple. Also, like, can we just take a moment that Neville is accident prone, and we'll see that later in this chapter even, but he's not, like, he listens, he pays attention, he's right. not
1: crab, or, you know what I mean, like, sometimes I just feel like they do my boy dirty. They, they do. He's, there. everybody is like, there's like certain people who are like comedic, you know what I mean? Foils, yeah, yeah, slapstick, like, Seamus, Neville... I wanna say Molly a little bit. Jenny before she like decides that she can like speak in front of Harry. Yeah. Um man, Jenny with them eyes all the time. Her eyes are wide. You know Rupert Grant was that, teaching her Rupert right? let me give <laughs> you some things, acting bruh, tips. Bruh. I got you. You nervous? I got you. This is how you do this. This is how you this is how you look scared. <laughs> right. <laughs> My gosh. Um, As our mandrakes are only seedlings, their cries won't kill yet. Um, However, they will knock you out for several hours, and as I'm sure none of you want to miss your first day back, make sure your earmuffs are securely in place while you work. I will attract your attention when it's time to pack up. Um, Four to a tray. There is a large supply of pots here, compost, and sacks over there, and be careful of the venomous tentacula. It's teething. Um, Magical plants are so weird. Dude, magic, I'm here for it, but like, they're weird. Like she gives a start, she gives a sharp slap to a um spiky, dark red plant as she spoke, making it draw in the long feelers that had been inching sneakily over her shoulder. Like, what the heck, bro? I
0: love so I know, You were like, they're so weird. I'm like, I love magic. No, I mean it's awesome. It's like weird in a
1: great way. Like it's so it's like, it's just weird, but it's <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's like this plant is just like I could just see Princess Mouth being like, Don't even try it, bro. Like, Don't test it. Come me. on. Mm. Back up. Um so Harry Ron and Hermione are joined at their tray by a curly-haired Hufflepuff boy. Harry knew by sight but had never spoken to. Um Justin Finch-Fletchley, he said brightly. "Know who you are of course, the famous Harry Potter, and you're Hermione Granger, always hopping everything. And um and Ron Weasley wasn't that your flying your flying car?" Um so that's so it says Ron doesn't didn't smile. The howler was obviously still on his mind. Um but I feel like if that hadn't, if the howler hadn't come, Ron would have been really happy about that.
0: Yeah. Like, it's
1: not, because, you know what I mean? Like, each of them gets a specific thing. Yeah. Like, you're all known for something, and I think that that's really important to him, but, you know, Molly came and shut that down real quick.
0: <laughs> he was um, like, oh, yeah, the car, let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Whereas, like, if he had come, like, last night, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, it is. Yes, that was me. That was my car. Um... <laughs> So Justin talks a lot. He talks so Which is much. fine, but he's like a babbler. Um, that Lockhart's something, isn't he? Awfully brave chap. Have you read his books? I'd have died of fear if I'd been cornered by in a t te- sorry, if I'd been quartered in a telephone booth by a werewolf, but he stayed cool and zapped. Just fantastic. My name was down t- for Eaton, you know. Like he just like goes on into like he doesn't even Take a breath. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how glad I am um I came here instead. Of course, mother was slightly disappointed, but since I made her read Lockhart's books, I think she's begun to see how useful it'll be to have a fully trained wizard in the family. Um so he's muggle born. Yes. Um Isn't Eaton a real
0: school? Eaton is a real school. It's a really um posh school. Posh. <laughs> I think, it, no it is, I think, I'm no, pretty I know. sure that, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch went to Eton or something like that, mm. It's like, uh, Prime Ministers go to Eton. um, I was kind of shocked though, because I didn't know that, I thought of, I always thought of Eaton more as like a finishing school, like, high school age before college, so.
1: No, I'm looking here. it up right now, it's a boarding school for ages 13 yeah. to 18, so it's like, it's, like, okay. middle school to high school for us here. Or pretty much high okay. school. It's, like, eighth to... I mean, I know that their, like, grades don't translate the same, but, like, if yeah. it was here, it'd be eighth grade to, like, twelfth grade.
0: So, basically um, high school. So, basically
1: high school with, like, one other year. Yeah, so... Yeah.
0: I was... Yeah, so I that kind of stood out to me um, just because of what I know of Eaton. But that makes more sense. That Yeah, just, like, a longer... So, you get in. It, it starts younger than I, th- I thought it did. Mm. Um, he does talk a lot. I wonder, the thing I wonder about Justin is, is he, if if, blah, 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 if <laughs> he is like that with everyone or if it's because he was partnered with these three in particular. Right. And um, I think, is Justin usually, or is that Cormac that is like neck and neck with Hermione for top of the class um, that we get later? There's someone who's like, isn't there one student who is like competitive with Hermione about like top of the class, being like, no, is that am I, I is that so. another book? Okay,
1: seems Sorry. like unless and you're like, did I miss maybe a whole, I've I've encountered that
0: with a whole other book. Yeah, because um, I'm like, I don't
1: think so. Hermione doesn't really have competition. Like there are smart people, but then there's Hermione. I feel like nobody yeah, no, else I, does extra like her. Like we would know. I yeah. No, I know, but I Cormac kind of, is the I one who why. just like who's just hella weird with her and like has a crush on her, but is weird about weird it. Weird about yeah. it.
0: <laughs> no, I thought I don't know why I thought that like Justin was like also kind of like angling for one of like the, being the top student or something. So he has kind of a um, admiration for Hermione, but also a little bit of competition. No, I don't I, think I so. mean, obviously I'm super wrong about, I mean, I, I trust you. I, I'm totally. I mean, if it comes totally...
1: up, then we'll see. Obviously, yeah, but... but,
0: um, yeah. So anyway, but my thought was like, I wonder if he's, if, if he's like this with anyone, he meets like any new Hogwarts student or whatever, just telling them his whole backstory and everything. Or if it's because specifically it's these three. Right. Who have really made a name for themselves so far. At Hogwarts. mm mm-hmm. um, Something I was wondering about.
1: Yeah. I mean, it could be. um, Yeah, so after that, they didn't have much chance to talk, um, so they, like, go and repot these mandrakes. Um, by the end of class, Harry, like everyone else, was sweaty, aching, and covered in earth. Everyone tripes back to the castle for a quick wash, and then the Gryffindors hurried off to Transfiguration. I like how they get a little break to, like, yeah. get clean. That's nice. Um. So Professor McGonagall's classes were always hard work, but today was especially difficult. Everything Harry had learned last year seemed to have leaked out of his head during the summer. That's how I feel about math. Um, oh God! Like I was good at math, but it would, but that year, and I mean the the summer in between, always messed me up. And then especially when I stopped taking math. And then they wanted me to... I was, like, taking the GRE and they wanted me to, like, all of a sudden know math again. I was like, I'm an English major. Why do I need this? What's wrong with y'all? It's like, I don't know this shit anymore. (laughs) I know how to add and subtract. That's it. I mean, Um, I don't even really I mean, I know some algebra, maybe. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I really just be using my calculator, but still. Um... Uh, he's supposed to, he was supposed to be turning a beetle into a button, but all he managed to do was give his beetle a lot of exercise as it scuttled over the desktop, avoiding his wand. Ron was having far worse problems. He had patched up his wand with some borrowed Spellotape, but it seemed to be damaged beyond repair. It kept crackling and sparking at odd moments, and every time Ron tried to transfigure his beetle, it engulfed him in thick gray smoke that smelled of rotten eggs. Um... Unable to see what he was doing, Ron accidentally squashed his beetle with his, with his elbow and had to ask for a new one. Mister or Professor McGonagall wasn't pleased. I feel like, okay, I understand, um, like, obviously he did that to himself and, like, it's his fault that, mm-hmm. his, that his wand is broken and everything. But, like, doesn't him not being able to, like, have a fully functioning wand, like, fuck up his education? Like, I feel like at a certain point, he needs a new wand. Yeah, and, then, and they're I really letting where, him go a whole year without having like a functioning wand.
0: Well, this is where uh, Harry suggested write home for another one because um, it is not good. And he's like, oh, yeah, and get another Howler back. It's weird because they have um, like loner books and loner like brooms if you're playing Quidditch or you know, whatever. I mean, this
1: wand used to be Charlie's, so it was already like yeah. struggling anyway.
0: Yeah, it was already like a loner, but um I think maybe because of wand lore, maybe they that's why they don't have wands. And I'm sure like everyone's thinking like you need to get a new wand, but at the same time it's like if you if you're a teacher and you have that student and you're not even sure like how you know, you know, like the the financial status of the Weasleys is known as such that they're like I don't want to push it because...
1: Well, yeah, not necessarily push it, but at least mention, or at least have, maybe McGonagall or something should write to them like, he needs a new wand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I understand why Ron isn't doing it. Like, he's proud and he doesn't want to get another howler. He's like, um, he said... When Harry suggests to write home for another one, yeah, Ron says, like, Oh, yeah, and get another Howler back. It's your own fault your wand got snapped, which is like, yeah, it's true. And I'm sure he would get another Howler, but I'm pretty sure they would find a way to send him. He would also get a wand. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's partly, it's not just like the teacher's fault, like it's also Ron's fault for not like but you know, no, for being too saying, proud to because... ask for one. But like my whole thing is like it's your education. You need if clearly it's not working and you're not gonna learn anything if you can't do transfiguration or charms or like We also get to the
0: point later in the book, and I think they do this in the movie where it becomes dangerous. That's what I'm saying. Like in the next chapter he's gonna
1: like he make he his curse like (laughs) backfires onto him. Clearly that's not safe and like they need to figure something out. Um But yeah, okay. So um what have we got this afternoon? Defense against the dark arts, said Hermione. Why, demanded Ron seizing her schedule, have you outlined all Lockhart's lessons in Little Hearts? <laughs> it's like, girl. <laughs> okay.
0: Hermione snatched the schedule back, blushing furiously. I wanted to bring this up there. I wanted to, like, pause here for a quick tangent about mm-hmm. teacher crushes. And if you've ever had one or had that teacher that you just really loved, like, they were just, like, obviously, like, your favorite teacher. Yeah. Because I think that kind of goes, they're... They, to me, they usually happen the same way. Like the teachers that I had crushes on, especially when I was like that age, it wasn't so much a crush as it was like, I love their class. I love, you know, like they it's so exciting or whatever. And then mm-hmm. how that kind of changes how you how you learn from them, because um, we'll see in a second. Like the normally very logical Hermione is like making excuses that she normally... Like, I don't think that she would actually make otherwise. Um, But, yeah. So I was just wondering about that. Because I definitely... I had a teacher um, in junior high. It was, like, my English teacher that I think I had a crush on. And I think also he was, like, the one, like, Latina, like, not white teacher in my school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, like, he was younger, and he was Latino, and he, like... Just seemed like more like in touch with kids, you know, like he just seemed like the cool teacher, right? Um and then I had a teacher or a professor like he wasn't even a professor. He was like an associate professor grad student guy, and he taught. um he did my documentary film class, and I was really in love with documentary film, and I just like loved that class so much, and I loved like him like would, like, stay after and talk with him, and, like, I was 21 at this point, so I would, like, see him at the bar every once in a while, right. and, like, and I would, like, normally if you see, a, like, a teacher-professor or professor in, like, the real world, you're, like, this is weird, and you <laughs> run in the opposite direction, right. or at least that's how I was, but, like, with him, I would be, like, oh my god, like, let me pull up to you when you were obviously like trying to relax and let's talk about this reading that you gave me oh, and like, <laughs> the, the social significance of like the Maisel brothers and like gray gardens or whatever thin blue line, you know, and definitely made me more uh, connected to the work. And like, those are like, obviously like it's funny that the two teachers that I, th- I thought of and wrote down in this moment are obviously an English teacher and then a film teacher because that is, like, n- my shit. Mm-hmm. So it's, also, it's kind of like, is that my shit because those two teachers really sparked something in me? Or did those teachers really spark something in me because that was my shit, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just wondering because I think um, it's kind of cute later on, but it's also kind of like... I mean, was a little that. bit different
1: because they weren't frauds. <laughs> I'm assuming, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, you know, or like didn't have this huge ass ego. So it's like I think that part of it is like it's kind of like boy band crazes, even though like he's not in a boy band. But I feel like Lockhart would be in a boy band. Um, yeah, but you, everyone you, has you, that you moment. She's this. like in the peak moment. Yeah, but you and like also her and Molly. Like, like if like, you think about this, it's like the twelve year old, like the preteens, and the moms. Mm-hmm are yeah, both in love true. with him and it's like it's a fun it's a thing that happens and so it's like it's weird um but
0: i just was wondering like do you think that she because at this moment the way that hermione is getting her crush on him is through like the va- like she's sitting there reading um voyages with vampires like she is obviously like really into the work and when she figures out that he's a fraud that then goes she's away. over like, it
1: Kind She's of, but she doesn't figure it out right away. She, it takes her a lot longer. It takes than it her takes. longer than it takes Ron and Harry, and that's because that, and like, even like, and I think that that's because she, um, likes him. Like he's cute. Yeah. So I think he's, it yeah. probably started off as like, I you know he's he's done all these things. Um, his books are amazing, um, all that kind of stuff, and then eventually like, oh shit, he's like cute too. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Okay. So, so they finish lunch and
0: go outside into an overcast courtyard. Hermione sits down on the stone steps and buries her nose and Voyage with Vampires again.
1: Right. Harry oh, yeah. and Ron are talking. Is she rereading this book, or is she just still? Getting I think it,
0: she's like in the she's in the middle of reading. So every time you know you know. Yeah, I know. You know this life. I you get a re-point. second. The first thing you do is pull out that book and keep going where you were. Um I
1: mean also I mean I wonder how large these books are. They're probably like fairly like long.
0: Yeah. Um, so I mean she was reading it at breakfast and now she pulls it out again at lunch. I mean, time, because, so I think she she read it. Oh. So I think the again is just that
1: like I could have sworn I saw her reading it some other time, but maybe not. That's She was real. reading it at breakfast. while she was reading it. Was she reading it when oh. they were in Diagon Alley or no? Maybe No, not. they just bought them then. Oh, huh. I don't know why I felt like it was taking so long. Probably because okay. this book is taking so long to read. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we're reading chapter right, by it's chapter, something <laughs> you're like, you still reading this damn book? It's only been like two pages. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so, okay. Um, they're sitting there, and here comes a little boy, a little messy haired boy, um, clutching what looked like an ordinary muggle camera. And the moment Harry looked at him, he went bright red. I'm Colin Creevy. <laughs> "'I'm in Gryffindor, too. "'Do you think it would be all right? "'Can I have a picture?' "'A picture, Harry,' replied blankly. "'So I can prove I've met you,' said Colin. "'You know, everyone's told me about how you survived "'you know who tried... "'how you survived when you know who tried to kill you "'and has disappeared.' And a boy in my dormitory said that if I develop the film in the right potion, the pictures will move. It's amazing here, isn't it? I never knew all the odd stuff I could do was magic until I got a letter from Hogwarts. My dad's a milkman. He couldn't believe it either. So I'm taking loads of pictures to send home to him. And it would really be good if I had one of you. Maybe your friend could take it and I could stand next to you and then you could sign it? Um, one, on a-
1: Oh my God, have some chill. To, um, it's really <laughs> interesting because he's muggle-born, so I'm like, who are you trying to prove that you met him? Like, you send it to your dad. Yeah. Your dad's not gonna know who that is. Like, you could tell him who it is, then your yeah. dad's gonna be like, alright, cool, I'm a milkman, I don't know all about that. I don't know I don't who this is. And then you send it to, like, you show your friends, but your friends are also, like, in the, so it's not like it's that difficult to, like, go walk up to Harry Potter because <laughs> you're in the same school of, like, 300 people. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot. He's just really intense and like... He's so adorable. Colin is sweet and he's adorable and like, I'm, you know, but he's intense. But it kind of reminds me,
0: like, this whole thing reminded me of first year Hermione.
1: Yeah. I've read all about
0: this and I know all about this and I know this and I know this and, know this, and be my friend right. and let's do this and you could do this and I read this. You're doing a potion. Let's see it. Or you're doing a... You're doing a... a spell? spell. Like, show What's it in? In? Come yeah. on. But like, you know, less like, cocky. But yeah, less cocky, but the same kind of like, just super eager and like, no, like you said, like no chill, have some Mm -hmm. chill, but, um,
1: um, okay. Then of course, right after he says that signed photos, you're giving out signed photos, Potter loud and scathing Draco Malfoy's voice echoed around the courtyard. He had stopped right behind Colin flanked as he always was at Hogwarts by his large and thuggish cronies, crab and Goyle. Everyone line up. Harry Potter's giving out signed photos. No, I'm not. Shut up, Malfoy. You're just jealous, piped up Colin. Like, don't do it. Um, (laughs) just don't do it. Um, jealous, said Malfoy, who didn't need to shout anymore. Half the courtyard was listening in. Of what? I don't want a foul scar right across my forehead, thanks. I don't think getting your head cut open makes you that special myself. You're totally jealous, Draco. Like, don't play yourself. You're playing yourself. Um... Eat slugs Malfoy, said Ron angrily. Man, so that's so funny, because that's how he says it in the, um...
0: In the book. In, or the, in the movie. In the movie,
1: and that's when he...
0: But at least he says it after, um...
1: Like, he doesn't curse he's Malfoy in this movie. He just says yeah. it. You know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to in the movie, where he, that's when he, like, pulls out his wand. So now I'm curious what he says. And I mean, it's a next chapter, so we'll see, but...
0: We'll see. I don't remember.
1: I hate how it, like messes up my memory Memory of of, the book the the movies especially because they're not as great um be careful weasley sneered sneered malfoy you don't want to start any trouble or your mum your mummy will have to come and take you away from school if you put another toe out of line a knot of slytherin fifth years nearby laughed loudly at this i mean to be honest i feel like even if i wasn't a slytherin i would have laughed at that moment
0: yeah, that's like, like a quintessential like It's yeah, like real it's you got... like not
1: funny, but it is, you know what I mean? Like if yeah. you're a kid, that's hilarious. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. Um Weasley I But mean, then he goes so straight funny. to being Yeah. But then he goes straight to being and back to being himself. Uh Ooh. Weasley would like assign photo Potter. It'd be it'll be worth more than his family's whole house. And it's like no.
0: <laughs> Shut Juan up. Juan ripped out his fellow taped wand. And Hermione shut her book and whispered, "Look out!" And What's a, uh, of
1: course, What's I what all this?
0: wait, 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 wait. Oh, you I got just it. want to put out, point out, great plan number five by Ron, right? Because,
1: because where you, were you just got out of a class where your wand
0: was literally useless.
1: Yeah, he's forgetting. I feel cool. like I feel like it's gonna take a minute to like learn how to not rely on your wand after being taught for so long to rely on it. Yeah, but, yeah, not a great plan. Um, and here comes this motherfucker. This, bro. What's all this? What's all this? Who's giving out signed photos? Go away. Go away. Um, Harry started asked. to speak. We meet it's- again, Harry. <laughs> right. Oh, sorry. Um, it's fine. Um, pinned to Lockhart's side and burning with humiliation, Harry saw Malfoy slide smirking back into the crowd. Come on, then, Mister Creevy, said Lockhart, beaming at Colin. "A double portrait can't do better than that, and li- and we'll both sign it for you." Like what? No. Who are you, and why? Yeah, right? Um. Who are you, so and why? <laughs> Colin took the took the cam took the photo. Um. As the bell rang behind them, off you go, move along there, Lockhart called to the crowd. As he set off back to the castle with Harry, who was still, who was wishing he knew a good vanishing spell, still clasped to his side. Let him go! <laughs> like, I'm so irritated. Why you gotta drag him places? He's a little kid. Leave him alone. A word to the wise, Harry. I covered up for you back there with young creevy. If he was photographing me too, your schoolmates won't think you're setting yourself up so much. Go the fuck away. Let me just say that handing out signed pictures at this stage in your of your career isn't sensible. It looks a tad big headed Harry, to be frank. Like what what do you think you what look career like? Career. First of all, like, career. Second of all, what do you think you look like? Right? There may be well there may well come time when, like me, you'll need to keep a stack handy wherever you go, but I don't think you're quite there yet. Like, shut the front like, what? door. What? <laughs>
0: what you keep a stack of signed photos handy what like what is wrong with you like that's not normal sir yeah that is not normal
1: um Harry so they get to the classroom Harry yanks his robes straight um and heads for a seat at the very back of a class where he busied himself with piling all seven of Lockhart's books in front of him so that he could avoid looking at the real thing um Ron and Hermione come you could have fried an egg on your face," said Ron. "You better hope Creepy doesn't meet Jenny or they'll be starting starting a Harry Potter fan club." Ron is just feeling great because no, they're not <laughs> on him anymore. He's You're like, ah. exactly. Um, Shut up," snapped Harry. The last thing he needed was for Lockhart to hear the phrase "Harry Potter fan club." That's real.
0: And he I think been this like, is also what, pretty funny. Harry?
1: You're starting hey. a fan club. Best not do it just yet. Like, just. Sh- <laughs> but whatever. I think
0: it's also like pretty great that Harry like. At this point, it's like, all right, I know what this dude is about, and I'm not about it, and I don't... Like, he doesn't want to... Like, he hasn't told Ron or Hermione yet, I don't think, about his... I mean, actually, he's just encountered... He's just had these encounters with Lockhart, but, like, he's already like, all right, my my goal here is to stay as far away from this dude as possible.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like,
0: I want to escape his notice as much as I humanly can.
1: Exactly. Um, so when the whole class was seated, Lockhart clears his throat and um, loudly, and silence falls. Um, he reached forward, pick up, picked up Neville's copy of Travels with Trolls, and held it up to show his own winking portrait on the front. "Me," he said, pointing at it and winking as well. "Gilderoy Lockhart, Order of Merlin, Third Class, honorary member of the Dark Force Defense League, and five-time winner of Witch Weekly's Most Charming Smile Award." But it's I don't really talk all ab- about that award. Right. But I don't talk <laughs> about that. What? You literally just talked about it. And this is actually the second time you've brought it up in one chapter. I didn't get rid of the abandoned banshee by smiling at her. Like, shut. I hate him. Can
0: we just take a second, too, to shout out um, Kenneth Branagh?
1: Who <laughs> yeah. Just kills <laughs> The, this the smile, the like.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't. So good. Um, that's the thing. The actors, def- like, that's the one thing about the movies. Yeah. the actors make these characters so much more bearable yes like as much as like there's so many things that can be said about the movie and how they're like not as good as the books but the actors definitely helped me they like did a these great job much because yeah. i cannot um <laughs> i see you've all bought a complete set of my books well done like you put it on the you, book they, list were they not required like, <laughs> like... come on bro I thought we'd start today with a little quiz. Nothing to worry about. Just to check how much, how well you've read them, how much you've taken in. Um, you have thirty minutes. Start now. Harry Same looked. quiz though, it's horrible. Harry looked down at his paper and read. One. What is Gilderoy Lockhart's favorite color? Two. What is Gilderoy Lockhart's secret ambition? Three. What, in your opinion, is Gilderoy Lockhart's greatest achievement to date? On and on it went, over three sides of paper, right down to 54. When is Gilderoy Lockhart's birthday and what would his ideal gift be? Are you kidding me?
0: Um, some chill would be my ideal gift for Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah. I would like to give him
1: All some of chill. <laughs> yeah. Um... So Lockhart collects the papers, tut tut, hardly any of you remembered what my favorite color that my favorite color is lilac. I say so in in year with the Yeti, and a few of you need to read Wanderings with werewolves more carefully. I clearly state in chapter twelve that my ideal birthday gift would be harmony between all magic and non magic peoples, though I wouldn't say no to a large bottle of Ogden's old fire whiskey. My thing is is like these are books about how you defeated some like you know magical dark creature or whatever so mm-hmm. i feel like they would think for defense against the dark arts that they would need to focus more on like the techniques of how that happened and not what your birthday present would be. um biana yeah i feel like you're
0: trying to reason oh and use logic you're right my bad who
1: what why would i do that with gilderoy lockhart that doesn't make sense yeah, it doesn't make no sense yeah, you're correct. Um, Sorry. He gave them another roguish wink. Ron was now staring at Lockhart with an expression of disbelief on his face. Seamus Finnegan and Dean Thomas, who were sitting in the front, were shaking with silent laughter. Hermione, on the other hand, was listening to Lockhart with rapt attention and gave a start when he mentioned her name. Um, but Miss Hermione Granger knew my secret ambition is to rid the world of evil and market my own range of hair care pot- potions. Good girl. In fact, Full marks. Where is Miss Granger? So, of course, like, Hermione won because she takes in everything. She probably has a photographic memory. So, she probably just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. She read that shit and she was like, oh, yeah, I know this. Um, excellent. Quite excellent. Take 10 points for Gryffindor. So, then he switched, she changes, switches gears. Um, he lifts a large covered cage onto his desk. Um, now be warned. It is my job to arm you you against the foulest creatures known to wizard kind. You may find yourselves facing your worst fears in this room. Know only that no harm can befall you whilst I'm here. All I ask is that you remain calm. Um.
0: In spite of himself, Harry leaned around his pile of books for a better look at the cage. Lockhart placed a hand on the cover and Dean and Seamus had stopped laughing because they were...
1: They're like, um, oh, okay, what's happening? Okay,
0: now it's time to pay attention, right? So right. Neville is cowering in his front row seat. I must ask you not to scream, said Lockhart in a low voice. It might provoke them. And the whole, as the whole class held its breath, Lockhart whipped off the cover. Yes, he said dramatically. Freshly caught Cornish pixies! Seamus
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sheamus... Finnegan couldn't oh. control himself. He let out a snort of laughter that even Lockhart couldn't couldn't mistake for a scream of terror.
0: Yes, he smiled at Seamus.
1: Well, they're not they're not very dangerous, are they? Seamus choked.
0: Don't be so sure, said Lockhart, waggling a finger annoyingly at Seamus. Devilish tricky little blighters they can be. The pixies were electric blue and about eight inches high with pointed faces and voices so shrill it was like listening to a lot of budgies arguing, which I don't know what that means. But I feel like, you know, nails on a chalkboard, shrill voices.
1: Right. The moment um, the
0: cover had been removed, they started jabbing and rocketing around, wa- rattling the bars and making bizarre faces at the people nearest them.
1: Right then, Lockhart said loudly, let's see what you make of them. I'm like, you didn't even want to teach them a spell first or like explain yeah. what Cornish Pixies are, what they do, why they're uh, useful, the why they're to... not useful, where they can be found. Like teach a damn class where you just unleash some creatures in yeah, the classroom. So... And this goes back to... So, like, there, even if like, he wasn't, like, a fraud and could put them all away, like, he's a terrible teacher.
0: Yeah, because he's just,
1: like, released all of these, um, Yeah, he's all for, like, on, the shock and the awe of it. He's just like, look, yeah. there's pixies. Oh, no, they're loose. Like, that's, that's it. Like, dude. And this
0: is, like, comes back to later, um, so we can just, like, sw- roll through this, but mm-hmm. he... Two of them seize Neville by the ears and lift him into the air and hang him on the chandelier. Um... Come on now, round them up, round them up. They're only pixies, Lockhart shouted. He rolled up his sleeves and brandished his wand and bellowed, Pesca pixie pesternomy, which... No. No.
1: <laughs> it had
0: absolutely no effect on. as one of the pixies seized his wand and threw it out the window. Lockhart gulped and dived under his own desk, narrowly avoiding being squashed by Neville, who fell a second later as the chandelier gave way. The bell rang. There was a mad rush towards the exit. And in the relative calm that followed, Lockhart straightened up, caught sight of Harry, Ron, and Hermione, who were almost at the door, and said, Well, I'll ask you three to just nip the rest of them back into the cage. And he swept past them and shut the door behind him. Can you believe him, roared Ron, as one of the remaining pixies bit him painfully on the ear. He just wants to give us some hands-on experience at Hermione no. immobilizing two pixies at once with a clever freezing charm and stuffing and them back into their cage. And that goes to where you were saying, and I even wrote down. I'm like, that might have been true had he taught some like right some actual class, like some learning or teachable some kind of useful
1: spell. Something here's like a spell that Hermione you would use, obviously knows or... how to use a freezing charm, and she's and like they probably all do. But in that moment, there's chaos. There's no like, yeah. okay, here's some clever things. This is what you should do. Whereas or like here's Hermione what to is able to... when they
0: when you have a bunch of pixies like loose, right? right? If you find yourself in a swarm of pixies, this is what you should expect, and therefore you can like search the Rolodex of your brain exactly. of what spells might be useful.
1: Like Hermione can do that because she's Hermione, but other people yeah. can't do that without like warning. This is and a you class. shouldn't.
0: And you shouldn't <laughs> have to be Hermione
1: to exactly. be able
0: to succeed in this kind of... That's why you're teaching, right? It's supposed to be a safe environment where you can make mistakes and be okay, but also where you're given a little bit of a heads up or mm-hmm. a boost because the idea is that in the real world, and Harry says this later um, when they start the DA, like you're not in a classroom, and so you do need to think quickly on your feet. Right. And no one's going to give you like a full breakdown of what to expect but you need to have that time in the classroom with a full breakdown of what to expect so that when you are out in the wild, you can think on your feet.
1: Exactly. Right?
0: Like, you need to have that balance. Mm-hmm. So... Um, um, Hands
1: on, said Harry. Hermione, he didn't have a clue what he was doing. Rubbish, said Hermione. You read all his books. Look at all the amazing things he's done. He says he he's He says done. he's
0: done. Ron 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 and this is the first um, allusion to...
1: The fact that he doesn't know what he's doing.
0: Yeah, from the students. So, like, mm-hmm. we have
1: these, like,
0: annoyed looks. But, like, teachers are, obviously, most of the teachers, besides Gilderoy, are professionals. And they're not going to badmouth a professor in front of students, right? Exactly. But we kind of have gotten this illusion from Professor Sprout. Like, this dude is annoying. And he doesn't know what he's doing. And he talks a lot. But he's not, he doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. This is the first time from Ron that we get, uh, something ain't right. And he says he's done all these things, but look at the way he couldn't even handle pixies. Exactly.
1: And that's what um, I'm saying. Like, they're just, like, even Seamus, like, laughing, like, that's still valid. They're not, he didn't let loose, like, a boggart. He let loose uh, some pixies. That should be really easy for a professor to, like, get rid of.
0: Yes. And, like, the fact that, like, someone like Seamus who, um, he's half, right? So, like, but he's grown up, like, knowing um, the magical world is, mm. like, they're not dangerous it means that, like, they're known to not be dangerous, right? right? Like
1: And, like, if you find one pixie, then you're probably, like, all right, bro, like, you gotta go. But if it's, yeah. like, a whole cage full of pixies,
0: a what you gonna do? Full...
1: Yeah. Like, come on now. And
0: that goes back to my thing about him, like, yes, you're a fraud, but you're not, like, what... You have bought into your hype so much that you didn't even take the time to be, like, all right, let me at least... Give a cursory illusion that I have some of these skills. Right. Right? Like, yeah, you don't need to go, um, like, y- you're a fraud, and so that you don't, but you don't need to release, a, like you said, a boggart or vampires or even a yeti into the classroom. You just need to be able to prove to these 12 year olds that you can handle yourself with some pixies. But yet, you're too wrapped into your fame and to your own hype that you don't take the time. To learn that rudimentary like freezing
1: spell right.
0: or whatever. I Talking mean, even...
1: pester nose. you just made that up, bro.
0: Right? Like that What's is up? like um eye of newt, whatever turned this bottle of water into red. Right. Rain. Exactly. What's Seamus doing? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so who
1: was your MVP for this chapter? Um, Professor Sprout. I initially Correct. didn't have one, but this chapter is pretty long. So I think initially I was like, I'm gonna just say Hermione cause like when in doubt. But actually, <laughs> Professor Sprout, like, going back into it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Professor Sprout, because she had to, not only is she, like, dope, but she had to, like, deal with the Whomping Willow and Lockhart at the same time. Yeah, She's a real one. And I also
0: said Professor Sprout for that same reason. And also, like, she comes back from that and then has to teach a class on Mandrakes and, like, like make sure that... Neville doesn't faint, which Neville doesn't faint because he knows he's, what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, and she's a good teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtag movie shade. Right. So, uh, who did you bitch and Lockheart. Duh. For, <laughs> for all of the for reasons. All of the bad. reasons. <laughs> um, like, duh. Yeah. And I also want to like point out a quick like if. He hadn't have pulled Harry aside before Herbology and done that nonsense if he hadn't have shown up when Colin was asking for his autograph and made matters worse. He still would have been benched for that bullshit class. Yeah. If he had known how to handle the pixies, he would have been benched because that going damn quiz damn out of herbology and doing all that other bullshit. Yeah, like, but my
1: thing is like even if he had he had been cool with everything, it, that quiz is really the main thing. And the quiz like, all that yes. other stuff made me angry, but the quiz, yo, like what kind of no. No. Absolutely not. No.
0: And also like, what kind of guy like gets validation from twelve year olds who you're forcing to take this quiz,
1: right? Like there's just a lot of levels on which there's so many levels to his
0: fuckery yeah Yeah. okay so we want to know who you've benched and who is your MVP so make sure to tell us that on Facebook or Twitter hashtag wizard team and your votes will be taken into account as we name the MVP and who's benched for the entire book Um, next week we'll be discussing chapter 7 mudbloods and murmurs make sure to read and follow along and join the conversation again at the Black and Nerds hashtag Wizard Team on Twitter.
1: Yep. Um. Thanks for listening. Next week, um, as we said, we'll also be talking about Angelina Johnson um, as a part of our Black Wizard History Month. Um. So yeah,
0: thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you next week. Yep. Ravenclaw out. <laughs> <laughs>